0: that would be so disgraceful to your community that we want to make sure we don't get to 40 so we're going to make it 39 so there's no question. That sort of thing. So they were probably each flogged some 39 times again with a whip or a rod. Doesn't sound like much fun. But they were let go. And then the passage ends with the apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering to great disgrace for the name. Day after day, the temple courts and from house to house. They never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. And so... That's the passage that ends. Then chapter five, and and just to give you a, a heads up, not a not a real spoiler alert, but there's so many really fun stories coming up that don't don't miss. You know, I, I know there's vacations and stuff and whatever, but you get so many of these stories. And what I've heard from a lot of you is uh, the reminder that yeah, I don't even know all these, and even today might have been new. Maybe you never heard of Gamaliel, or maybe you've never heard about this first uh, this break from prison this way. It's really Again, it's, it's remarkable and all that. So, uh, But today, what uh, and those of you that are savvy and saw the title today, um, there's a lot I could probably pull out, but what I wanted you to see in this story today, in this account, is the idea of joy. We have talked about joy in the past. We looked at Philippians, and that talks about joy a lot, and uh, uh, the idea of about what it means to live in joy. And so here, here's the quote from the passage. The apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing. Ah! Now, to get you grinding today to think about that, I want to say, well, wh- why? Why were they rejoicing? Why were they so joyful uh, in this experience? Now, uh, just, you know, w- was it because they had favor with people? that would be a reason to be very joyful. All this stuff is happening, all these ruckuses, miracles, and whatever, and everybody's starting to respond. And we have a great rep in the community, and we're gaining people. Maybe that was it. Or maybe they were joyful because God helped them escape jail. It was miraculous. I I mean, I bet they were just dumbfounded. This angel, I'm in assuming kind of a white glowing kind of guy, right? Or whatever, says, hey, come on, come out of there. And they go past the zombie guards that or whatever, right? And, and, they, and he says, keep preaching. And uh, yeah, that, that might be a reason for joy, right? Or, or maybe, maybe it was uh, this distraction or whatever that God seems to have given to a Jewish leader. Gamaliel deflects from punishing them more. Right? Or something. Maybe that was it, you know. Okay, so maybe all of that was a reason to be joyful. Because we know that God always spares us from trouble. Right? Wrong! Wrong! <laughs> That's not it at all. What does the rest of the passage say? They were rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. Not only the arrest, not only the accusations in front of a court, they were actually flogged. And somehow in the middle of this, the apostles were joyful. Let's remind ourselves today, church, that God has promised... That there will be suffering in this world. My buddy Schnabel, that's my commentator of choice, of two, one of two, being a Christian, he says, does not protect from suffering. On the contrary, it is often the cause of suffering. And that may come from that may be the distress that comes from discrimination, ostracism, or it may consist in arrest and imprisonment, corporal punishments and even execution. I don't need to go here for very long today again to remind us that we live in the West still, and right now we are still very blessed and fortunate. We can meet like this without fear. We are not typically persecuted or antagonized. We have met people on this stage that know better. yeah. So here's the reminder for us, church, that suffering is part of the equation, and like my man Schnabel says, sometimes being a Jesus follower is what causes the suffering. Now, real quick, it's not the main thrust of today, let's remind ourselves that Jesus said, you will have trouble, but I have overcome the world, and everybody should say amen, (laughs) right? So there will be suffering, and there is a part of this that is because we are Jesus followers. And it is just remarkable, I guess, I just can't get over this for for this passage to say, look, these disciples that were arrested and flogged and accused, they could only be joyful because they were counted worthy of suffering. And here's why, when we really get the idea of suffering, we understand that if Jesus suffered, we have such an intimate, personal, close relationship with him when we really get that, that we want to share in everything with him. But think about communion. We share his body, his blood. We want it to be so personal and so powerful and so intimate that then if we share in his suffering as well, and guys, it can't compare to going on the cross and bearing the weight of everyone's sin for all each, you know, we. Can't Can't even compare. But maybe to be arrested, be accused, and get flogged, I can say, man, uh, I, I am so happy that I know Jesus so well that I can share in his suffering. This is high wire stuff, church. It doesn't happen overnight. So, as we think about wrapping up, I've tried to make sure we have stuff for us. And, and here's a couple of things I want you to take with you today. I'm going to surprise you because when you talk about the first part, the idea of, uh, of joy in the midst even of suffering, I'm going to suggest to you that you've probably heard, uh, maybe even from me, about what it might look like to work on joy. We need to work on being joyful and make that decision. And I can remember, I had a happiness versus joy thing on the screen. So I'm not exactly taking that back, but I'm going to surprise you by saying, you know what, can't really work on it as much as you might think. Here's my man Schnabel again. Check out what he says. The joy of believers in Jesus is not a psychological predisposition that some have and some don't. It's hard when I quote, so I'm going to read that much again. The joy of believers in Jesus, the joy of us to follow Jesus, is not a psychological predisposition that some have and some don't. But it's a disposition granted by the transforming presence of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit pour out on us. How many times have we seen before Peter gets up, he was filled with the Holy Spirit? It is uh, granted by the transforming presence of the Holy Spirit. Catch this now. It's an integral part of the fruit of the Spirit. It's a part of growth in faith, and it is a condition that should characterize all believers all the time. So, here are the three things he says about joy, even in the midst of suffering it's an integral part, it's Holy Spirit living. It means that your faith is growing. And he suggests it should characterize Jesus' followers all the time. So here's what I want to say. For us, it has to be just an awareness. Because I can make choices, and we've heard a lot of people talk about that. Are you choosing joy? Will you be joyful even in the midst of whatever? Sure, there's a part of that. But you know how you really experience love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control? By drawing closer to Jesus... And being open to the spirit pouring out on you. I don't even know what that looks like all the time. But I want it. I want to draw closer to Jesus. I want his spirit to pour out on us. That's how these followers of Jesus then could have joy even in this persecution. And then the only other thing, and this is going to be the button. I'm not even going to apologize for hitting this hard every time. They were still unrelenting on mission. They're being threatened. They got flogged and arrested once, or well, they got arrested before, and then they got flogged in the you know bigger group of them. And what do you, And they were so intimidated by the Sadducee, or the, by the Sanhedrin that they stopped preaching the gospel. Is that what we see? No. At the end of our passage today, and it's too hard to go back to that screen, day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. They never stopped. (laughs) Talk about living on mission. So church, this is this is great stuff today and if you haven't heard that story i'm glad you got to hear it today and you should go back and read it again if you'd like joy and suffering is probably one of the bigger themes of this passage but there's a lot going on that you can grab from this but what i want you to hear today is to have that joy means that you are embracing what it means to draw closer to jesus and let the spirit of god pour out on you that joy will be irresistible and again from galatians 5 uh, love joy peace patience kindness and the whole list that's what happens in your life when you let the spirit of god move and work and be poured out on you again remember what i said early on I can't manipulate this, I can't stop now and say, okay, now we're going to have a moment for the Spirit of God to pour God gets to decide how He manifests His Spirit, right? Here's my question, are you open to it? Could you see yourself drawing closer to Jesus in every which way? Wouldn't it be something to be able to have that joy even when you're under duress? It'd be remarkable. I love this story. We're gonna see more and more. We're gonna have three or four weeks together now. We're gonna keep going in Acts. And I just really hope that it's transformational and that we can sing with integrity. God, pour out your spirit on us. Let's pray. Uh, God, your word is powerful. The ones that have gone before us are such great examples for us. I pray, God, that we would have attentive hearts and minds and spirits as we look at the book of Acts. God, we are so thankful for Peter and the gang as they showed us what it looked like to follow you so closely. God, I pray that we would have opportunities to seek you more and more and that, God, we would be a church that would be interested in your spirit pouring out on us. God, we don't even know what that looks like all the time, but we pray for it. Fill us with your spirit, we pray. God, thank you for Bueller MB, for uh, the community that we share together. We pray, God, that you would be honored in all of our lives. And I pray, God, that you would be with us now, even as we leave this place. I pray that you would bless the offering and the giver. I pray, God, that you would use it for the work of your kingdom and your church. And God, I pray that you would be honored in all that we do. We love you, in Jesus' name. Amen. So, prayer cards again, if you're interested. You can drop them in. Offering uh, buckets are on the way out. And don't forget, Dustin's left those bracelets on the back table, so you should each take one so you can pray for a camper this week, all right? Uh, groups will start probably a little bit late. I went a little bit long, so but sometime around 11, 11.05. Groups will start. And hope you stay for that. Otherwise, have a great day and a great Memorial Day tomorrow. Peace.